0: Watching myself record live from my astral body, this is Craft Cryptids. You're cracking open a cold one with your two favorite brothers, conspiracies, breweries, and everything in between.
1: It's time for Craft Cryptids. What's up, y'all? It's Craft Cryptids. Your favorite time of the day? The night? The time is relative, so whatever. But whatever you guys are listening to this, I know this is your favorite moment of your entire 24-hour cycle. What is up, Cryptiders? As always, your host, John Vivette, Jacob Vivette. we're here, we're proud, we're cryptids.
0: Yeah, buddy, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, What do you think about astral projection, bro? You think that's legit? You think, uh, I mean, Ace Ventura too, you know, he, he astral projects um he's looking for the white bat and he's trying to figure out like where the hell is this white bat you know in the beginning of the movie he was with the buddhist group Mm -hmm. he does astral projection and goes and meets with the head freaking buddhist guy he's like man i need help he's like the cross the medallion no the medallion the medallion will show you the way well the medallion is sitting in guano so you know anyway it's one of my favorite movies that's
1: Astral projection, um, yeah, for those of the, you who don't know, I'm not, like, super well-versed in this, but astral projection is, like, essentially you send, you, like, your consciousness out of your body and you can travel the whole world, right? Uh,
0: well, yeah, it's like your... Uh, there's different thoughts behind it, but it's, like, it's your soul or your spirit or your life Yeah, yeah your that, essence. That, or, yeah, and that's essentially... You know, people talk about having outer body experiences like near death ex- during a near death experience, but that's total involuntary. Astral projection is the thought that it's something that you're voluntarily doing. Uh, like you're controlling it. Uh, exactly. You know, so a, a lot of, I think in old like Buddhist type stuff, it's talked about. I could be a hundred percent wrong. I mean,
1: yeah. Don't projection, us, I don't, don't- I don't know enough about it to say whether I believe it or not. I think uh it'd be it'd be hella cool. Right? I feel like it's like the real life equivalent of controlling your dreams. Okay. Which um uh who is that uh Oakland athletics player who's been super he's been all over Twitter. Dallas uh, Braden? No. He's been all over Twitter oh, saying he can Jose Canseco. Dreams. Yes, Jose Canseco. He, he is, is nuts, dude. He was on the A's, right? Yeah, he was on the A's, and so I'm. I'm
0: I so love happy I you love you his. I was like,
1: yeah, I love his tweets the last couple of weeks, man. He's been cracking me up.
0: Um, I don't know if he's like just uber crazy or if it's an act. Because I mean, if it's an act, he's getting a hell of attention. But yeah, he's talking about how he. Um, knows how to control uh, his dreams and he wants to help teach people how to control his dreams. Basically the two tweets he's been doing is about his dreams and controlling his dreams and, weird shit like that and then just talking shit about alex rodriguez and his family
1: and shit. oh yeah yeah yeah. well he's like <laughs> he's like i have one tweet he was like yeah i can control my dreams here's how i did it the next tweet being like you know when we die we all go into the dream state so if you can't control your dreams oh, yeah. you won't be able to control you know the the world after you die that's deep that, actually and then the next one is like yeah alex rodriguez is a little bitch and <laughs> like he better protect his family because he's a crybaby or whatever like yeah it's like Completely intermixed nonsense from I this love man.
0: It. I love it. All right, man. I'm ready to crack open a cold one. How about you?
1: Yeah, man. I already got one cracked open. I am drinking a couple of uh, Ninkasi Brewing Company, Peachy Made in the Shade. It's a summer IPA. Um, it looks like it's a seasonal release that they do. Pretty strong. 7.3%. The uh, description here on the back says, take a sip. And delight in the refreshing tart notes of peach and grapefruit, dancing freely on your tongue. That's the essence of summer, bustling from peach made in the shade. Crack one open, enjoy, and run with it. Nice. Uh, smells like a peach. <laughs> peachy, bro. Really, it Life smells just peachy. like. It smells just like peach. Um, wow, it's like, it's like a peach slaps you on the tongue okay it's like a peach was twerking on your tongue you know just,
0: <laughs> that's exactly that's mm. funny you said that i was exactly thinking of a peach you know which is used often as an ass like emoji. yeah as a butt emoji yeah, yeah
1: twerking on your tongue <laughs> yeah and it's funny because it says alcohol uh it is tastes like a it's almost a little fuzzy you know like the like a like peach fuzz like that okay upset. but so i like it um that sounds weird I don't drink oh, a lot of IPAs. I'm trying to actually get back into IPAs. Uh, this one has a bitterness of 71 and IBU of 71. So not is like bitter, but not too bitter. I'm I'm gonna give it like a 3.8. Uh, I put it on untapped as a 375. I believe on untapped it's ranked at a 3.6 total. Uh, there's no option to give a 3.8. on No, you can only go in quarter increments there, yeah, buddy. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's not bad. That's what it is. I would That's definitely buy it again.
0: Nice. Sounds good, man. Yeah, I'm drinking a um, brew. They're called Drecker Brewing Company. They're from Fargo, North Dakota. Don't you know?
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Fargo. Um, so it's called Brains is the name of it but the way it's written like there's hell of a's so really you'd be like
1: brains
0: is how it would be pronounced (laughs) um the label's pretty cool it's like this skull and the top of it looks like kind of like a brain like um swirly you know like when someone gets put their head in the um toilet they get a swirly oh gotcha yeah well it looks like there's almost a poo emoji on top of it yeah exactly um so let me go ahead and pour this so as you can see here, Jonathan, it's like bright orange.
1: Look at this. Ooh. Let me see the can, put the can up again next to it. Beautiful. So um it's only yeah, it's, like a, it's like a dark orange almost. Like a, it is, yeah. it almost looks like a really dark mimosa. Okay. A or like land-mosa. a Bellini. like a bellini. It's Sorry, Bellini you lost colored. me
0: on Bellini. We'll get into Bellini talk later, uh, I guess. Bellini
1: is just a mimosa with a peach juice, I think, instead of orange juice.
0: Have you ever had a man Uh With the beer in it? Yeah, just beer and orange juice. Not bad. No. Like, uh, Actually, I had one back uh, at the wedding. Uh, the day before the wedding, my buddy Desmond poured me one. It was a blue moon and orange juice. We haven't talked about blue moon for a while. Let no. me get to this beer real quick, though. So... um <laughs> It's only 4% ABV, so total session beer. Um, I mean, for me, even less than what I would like a session beer. I like 5% is a good session for me, but it's a double fruit smoothie sour. Uh, the, defini- the description here, double fruit smoothie sour um, is brewed with lactose and sea salt, stuffed with tons of strawberry and guava, conditioned on vanilla beans. It's super thick, double C thick. Sweet, tart, creamy, and gosh dang delicious. So, the first thing is, it's really thick, is what I noticed. I'm getting uh, guava and strawberry smell there. Let's, uh, you know, I like to slurp this on air. Let's hear this.
1: Slurp, slurp, slurp. Oh
0: my God, bro. It's amazing. So, 4%, it doesn't even taste like alcohol. It tastes like a fruit smoothie.
1: Um, you know, and that makes me wonder, like, what? At what point is it no longer like? What? And I have this question with sours a lot. Like, at what point is it not considered a beer anymore?
0: You know, right? Because I don't feel like like anyone that's like, "Ew, I hate beer." This isn't a beer tasting. Like, this literally tastes like a mimosa smoothie almost, and it's just fruit explosion in my mouth it's like if you were able to pack fireworks with fruit and the fireworks like were mini fireworks and you could just shoot them in your mouth Mm -hmm. and then but it's the fireworks you know the fireworks that shoots up and you just see like the trail go up and like oh where's it at where is it at and then it is like little bursts yeah but fruit But fruit, and it's a tiny one that fits in your mouth, and it explodes. Mm. That almost sounds exactly like a pop
1: rock. You ever have pop rocks?
0: Yeah, pop rocks. Eh, I'm not a fan of pop rocks. But no, nothing like a pop rock. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, man, um, topic for today, it's the exorcism of Roland Doe. Okay. Okay, so... Um, Roland Doe, the name itself is just a pseudonym. Um, also known as Robbie Mannheim, the name of this person isn't officially out there because when these events occurred, uh, it was just, he was a 14 year old boy. Um, so what this is going to be about, you've seen the movie, the exorcism, the original movie.
1: Um, I haven't, but of course I've seen like maybe I, I might have seen it like a long time ago but i've seen a ton of like the spin-offs or all the like movies that are inspired by the exorcism you know
0: right and i'm sure you've seen probably it's impossible I've seen you've scenes. seen some clips and scenes. yeah exactly so this story is what inspired the movie okay so this took place in late 1940s and uh, again, Roland Doe is a name that we're going to use for the kid because it wasn't well known. Um, he grew up in a town called Cottage City out in Maryland. Um, he was the only child. Uh, he, his aunt lived with him along, of course, with his parents. And so really his aunt, you know, like when you have brothers or cousins, those are your playmates as a kid. So because he yeah. was an only child, his aunt essentially was kind of his playmate at the house. Um, it was the Was there a big age difference? Um, Doesn't say here, but based on the information that's talked about, I mean, she's definitely not a teenager or a kid.
1: Um, Gotcha. Gotcha. Because
0: the aunt was – she was a spiritualist, let's let's call it. So basically, um, it's kind of like a movement, believe that spirits and the dead exist. Okay, well, yeah, no, no crap. But her, with a spiritualist, the way she was, um, that they had the ability to communicate with the living, um, gotcha, and that like the afterlife or spirit world, right, um, was like a static place where spirits continued to evolve and live, like basically just a
1: another realm. Like um, yeah, Earth round two. Ex- yeah, Earth two point oh exactly. Like round yo, two. Li- in this world, I was an account manager, but in that world, I'm a a receptionist. <laughs> spirit world, just a spirit, you know, like, oh, hello, welcome to Ghost Incorporated. This is uh this is your your receptionist, John Spooky. How are you all uh, doing today? And then someone's like on the other, like, Oh, your product turned me from a ghost to a zombie. Nice. <laughs> Anyways. So John, Earth Round 2, gotcha. John,
0: what was the name?
1: John Spooky. I changed it. John I,
0: Spooky.
1: I think when you go to the spirit world, you have a chance to reinvent yourself. And, <laughs> uh, I really thought that I was going to be like haunting people as a profession. Uh, little did I know, the haunt, people who haunt are like kind of like the professional athletes of the spirit world, you know? That is a great uh, I didn't know it going. I didn't know it when I went over there. So I thought John Spooky would be my star name. I'm floating around with my little ghost tail. Damn yeah, the- Lil,
0: did you know you, you thought you were joining the the haunting rings <laughs> for like, hey, you didn't cut it in double A haunting. Um, yeah. you're just gonna have to fall back on um your entry level position. Sorry. Yeah,
1: they're like, look, you were literally too nice of a guy. You ever <laughs> meet a nice ghost? No,
0: they're all a holes Right. Come okay. on now. So the weird stuff started happening when um roland's aunt passed away so she passed away um supposedly when she was alive she would from time to time bring out a ouija board and have him play around with it that's the that's the rumor the story um after she died um a lot of paranormal events started happening in the house um, strange noises Furniture moving on its own, um, objects flying or levitating, like a vase or like a book, stuff like that. Um, specifically, all this stuff would happen when Roland, the kid, was around. Super weird, super creepy. Um, so his, his parents were like, man, this is a little crazy. Um, we need to go talk to someone. So uh, the first person that they went to, because there's a lot of people that, that were involved, um, he was a Lutheran priest. His name was uh, Luther Scholes. Um, when this he was guy, a
1: Lutheran priest and his first name was Luther? Yeah, Luther is a Lutheran. He was like, uh, I could be a Catholic priest, but then I got to change my name to Catherine. I don't want to <laughs> do that. Catherine, yeah, Catherine is a horrible name. <laughs> Luther's a good name, though. Here we go.
0: That'd be a good... Um, now I don't want to offend anyone. I was gonna say that would be a good superhero, a superhero villain, right? Catherine? Luther, the Lutheran. Oh yeah, that would yeah. be
1: that would be it. No so offense I mean, to any
0: of you Lutherans out there. You have
1: Luther uh, in who's like Batman's uh, villain, right? Like Lex Luther. His last name is Luther. So oh, what about Lex Luger, the wrestler?
0: Do you remember him? No, man, I wish. I have such good wrestling knowledge. I'm not a
1: WWE fan. What about uh, he was from
0: the WCW originally? So
1: good oh. try.
0: Wow, you know, wow, I
1: wow. was a big fan of the the WB with the dancing frog. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, they have all the horrible <laughs> shows, though. Um, so Lutheran priest named Luther. Um, he was into parapsychology. So this guy seemed pretty weird. So parapsychology basically is a study of psychic phenomenon. It's it, a large range of things. So telepathic, um, clairvoyance, telekinesis, apparitions. He was all up about that stuff. He loved it. Um, so he's like, hey, Roland, weird shit's happening. Come over to my house. I know you've heard weird things about priests and boys. This isn't going to be that. Okay. No, <laughs> this is, we're just going to observe you. I promise. Pinky promise. So, uh, Roland spent the night, um, Schulz, Luther Shoals, He claims that he witnessed, um, objects and furniture moving around the house, um, on their own. And he was kind of freaked out and he's like, Hey, I'm Luther, the Lutheran. I'm not Catholic the Catholic. Y'all need to go hit up a Catholic priest. Um, from what I gather, like lutheran um they didn't have anyone like that did exorcisms, right um at this time, um that was more of a Catholicism type thing. So it was like, gotcha. hey, hey boy, he's like out of my you. specialty, You gotta go to a specialist, yeah. let me uh, a specialist let me refer to you to a specialist and he could specialize you <laughs> <laughs> um, so enter priest number two. Um, his name is Edward Hughes. He's a Roman Catholic priest. Uh, he was assistant priest from 1948 to 1960, St. James Church in Rayner, Maryland. Um, so they conducted an exorcism. This exorcism took place at the Georgetown University Hospital um oh, in a hospital in a hospital yeah of course kind of weird the movie the exorcism always portrays all the stuff happening at the house from what i gather with reading all this it, uh, these took place at the hospital because um they were c- concerned with of course demons but <laughs> of <laughs> yeah. course
1: look they were concerned about a lot of things demons were one of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that was one of the key ones but of course the safety right so they felt like they at a hospital they had the equipment like to restrain them and um oh, just gosh. be a little safer so
1: yeah they said well, let's, we're gonna go to modern medicine to do a right that is thousands of years old right makes sense yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah they got good ropes at the hospital we gotta think what is this in the you said this is in the 70s late 40s not late 40s oh, so 40,
0: like 1948 like- 1949
1: Think of like the rope hospitals. technology, you know. The yeah. rope
0: technology wasn't as great as it is now.
1: No, definitely. I mean, there are no bungee cords in the forties. I'm <laughs> willing to guess. Bungee you cords. Know? That is, bungee cords are a very underrated product. Oh, bungee cords are underutilized and underrated, without a doubt. Hundred percent. Remember, Dad
0: would have like just a box of like a hundred bungee cords. And it's like, oh, I have a hundred bungee cords, but I'm only going to use two of them when I do use them.
1: No, he's like, I have a hundred bungee cords, but only two are the same size. <laughs> so we got to deal with it. No, um, just think of like mental hospitals in the forties, right? They were still like, yeah. quote unquote, insane asylums where people were like putting straight jackets and um, in a run Dude, lobotomy is crazy. Like we should do a whole episode on that because there's like these stories of people like, Opting to get lobotomized, which is an insane thought process. That's like, weird. Yeah, no, um, you definitely can go through my eye and scramble my brains, and I'll be fine. It'll work out. I've seen all these other people who are lobotomized. They seem super normal, and let's do it. This is the option I'm taking.
0: Right. Jack Nicholson did it in a movie, even though that's in the future, but he was fine in the movie. One who flew over the cuckoo's nest, bro. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways...
0: Oh. <laughs> So, Georgetown University Hospital, um, Edward Hughes, did this exorcism. It is said that during the exorcism, Roland's hand broke free of restraints. He broke a bed spring from the mattress he was on, uh, somehow ripped a bed spring out. seems pretty crazy. And then used it to slash Edward Hughes' wrist. So, they immediately...
1: Like one of those corkscrew bed springs? I just imagine him like... Yeah, but if it's you like, think about
0: it, if you, like, rip it out of the bed, it's, it's going to be have sharp, a sharp, yeah. jagged edge. So, of course, they immediately stop the exorcism. Like, hey, 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 I know you're a demon, man. Like, for <laughs> real, I get it. You're a demon. You're going to fuck shit up. We get it. But, bro,
1: let us exorcise you, bro. Yeah, be civil about it, okay? We get it. You're you're living in this dude's body. He's your host. You want to bring down human society. You do not want to go back to hell. Earth is maybe marginally better than hell. Uh, but come on, don't be violent about it. But <laughs> like, don't be a dick. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. They're, look, demons are one thing, but being an asshole—that's a whole other level. Just uncalled for, bro. You can't choose how you're born, but you can choose how you act. <laughs>
0: Words to live by. Um so they halted it. For
1: reference everybody, I'm open my I'm opening my second uh IPA right here. So we're about to
0: get silly. So I kind of I'm saving my beer because I want to chug it, but I'm just I'm gonna just drink it right now. I'm gonna finish this shit real quick. Um Cheers, bro. Cheers. Cheers to all you craft crypties out there.
1: Let's all put our beers in hold on, let's put our beers in the air. And look, if you're not twenty-one, go get a glass of uh, whatever—orange juice, water. Go behind your parents' back and get a white cloth. Nope, bro. I don't. I don't condone that on a public forum. Maybe private Anyways, forums. Cheers, cheers y'all. y'all!
0: Happy Memorial Day weekend. So, next step is. The family had a cousin who was going to um, college at St. Louis University. Somehow um, he knew of a professor there that had contact with someone who was like an associate priest at the college church. So the associate priest, his name was William Bodern. Um, He said, all right, yeah, let me come and observe Roland. Um, so they were staying at the cousin's house. He came over and um observed him, um, stated that um the bed he was on started shaking. Again, flying objects like books and just random objects flying that are around him. Um, he he noticed that he had a, exhibited a dislike for sacred symbols. So he had a he had a Bible, he had a cross, he had a rosary. Roland hated it, wasn't a fan. And then he also had like this deep guttural voice. So you know, think of a 14 year old boy. His balls might not have dropped yet. So he probably has a, hey, hey guys, you want to go outside and play? But when he was in, I'm here to destroy the world. <laughs> like just
1: a real, yeah, a real change. It's like it had puberty overnight, huh? Puberty
0: on steroids. Yeah. Um, so immediately he's like, yep, time to do an exorcism. So um, they took him to the Alexian Brothers Hospital um, in St. Louis and he was in the psychiatric wing, which kind of tells you later on when we get into some things, you're like, okay, he was in the psychiatric ward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so two other priests assisted with this. Um, there was a priest named Walter um, Halloran and a priest named William Van Roo. I love that name. Um, they were a uh, Jesuit priest. Um, now, even though... William Bodern was the main priest. Um, A lot of the information all has to do with um, the priest by the name of um, Walter Holloran. So Walter Holloran says that um, when the exorcism started, um, words started forming on the kid's body, like it was, you know, scratched in his body. The word evil, the word hell, um, along with various other marks on his body um pretty creepy um but like maybe this was like devil hell then the, one of the words just said hey
1: it was like what's up yeah. <laughs> you gotta think the devil too like i imagine this dude's like been around for a while maybe he was well i guess this demon is probably this not the devil So, like maybe he was just dropping some like babylon babylonian slang you okay. know like he was like and we didn't know what it meant but back in the day that meant like yo what's hanging what what's up dog and they thought it was like really angry but babylonian is just an angry language yeah yeah just an angry language sorry it's a lot like any of you
0: babylonians listening yeah
1: cheers to my babylonian
0: listeners um so during this they started doing what's called the litany of saints so essentially um it's like so they start listing off saints, right? Saint Patrick, pray for, uh, pray for us. Saint Thomas, pray for us. Saint Anthony, pray for us. You know, like just
1: the dudes, you just know, the, the dudes, the saints. Like,
0: hey, dudes, we need your help. Like, come through. They're like, I look, mean, we know
1: Saturdays for the boys,
0: but we need the boys right now. Exactly. So pray for us. <laughs> um, supposedly during that, the bed starts shaking like crazy. Um, also. Roland broke the priest's nose, Priest Halloran's nose during the exorcism. Um, you think he was like, got your nose. <laughs> <laughs> got your nose. And then he was just a little too rough when he cracked yeah, exactly. his nose. You know what, Jonathan? I don't know. I'm getting the vibe that you're like playing, trying to, no pun intended, trying to play devil's advocate here and like, hey, man. Demon's not too bad of a guy. He's had a rough life. He's down on his luck. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, what I just think the, de-
1: the demon was just trying to move, you know? He was like, hey, I grew up in Demon Valley. It's been rough. I've done a lot of jobs there. Like, I'm trying to make a... He's trying to make a come up. Like, he's tired of his entry-level demon role, you know? Like,
0: man, I was working at demon national park um yeah i had the the night shift i had to go through and make sure all the demon bathrooms were clean and man demons
1: make a mess like yeah demons do not pee on the toilet like do not pee in the toilet you know they only pee on it and project vomit projectile
0: vomit everywhere so that was the last exorcism so a lot of you know broke his nose bed shaking and then after that it was set you know Priest Halloran said that the exorcism was successful. And after that, that the kid went to live on just an ordinary life. Um, so that's the story that's pro exorcism, pro not pro exorcism. The, the story that says, yeah, this happened. This was legitimate. Um, there was some articles written in the local newspapers about this happening, which that's when, you know, people caught on and the movie was made and everything. Of course, in the movie, The Exorcist, um, it's, a, it's a girl. It takes place at the house. So, of course, little differences. They change things for dramatic purposes. Um, now, in 1993, so mind you, all this stuff happened in the 40s, right? Um, 1993, a book came out. And this book was called Possessed, True Story of an Exorcism. And this kind of um, broke down... the. This was like the other side saying that, that it's fake, and so it kind of broke down um, the story. Supposedly, there was a guy back um, in the fifties and sixties um, where he got a lot of this material from. That went and interviewed neighbors that um, supposedly lived in the area and uh, went and talked to a bunch of people. And what he gathered is this: Roland Doe basically was just a brat, spoiled brat um, who would lie and make up all this shit and just do crazy stuff for attention. Um, Now it's said that that priest by the name of Halloran never heard Roland like use that guttural voice or, or anything like that. Also states that the Latin air quotes that was being spoken wasn't really Latin. It was kind of gibberish Um, So thinking that maybe he heard Latin at church and tried to like imitate it or mock it or something like that. Um, Another thing is claimed they claim that they failed to, you know, where the words evil and all that was on his body, you know, cause the cat, the Catholic church normally really digs deep and looks into these things. They didn't check to see if like he had blood under his nails just to see if it was like self mutilation Um, they're saying that that's probably, they think that's what it was. When I say they, I mean like the, the naysayers, um, when he spoke to the neighbors and childhood friends, um, they all said he was just a clever kid. He was a trickster. He loved pulling pranks, uh, and to frighten his mother. That's a big prank. Yeah. Right. He went, he created the saying, go big or go home. Basically, He said,
1: you know, it'd be a great prank to pretend that I was, uh, that a, a demon entered my body, was taking over my life. I go into a psychiatric ward. I, I really fight off this exorcism. They win, and then I go and live a normal life. Best prank of all time. Got him! <laughs> right?
0: So, um, I know this is a topic where there's going to be a great divide, right? I, I think a lot of people who are super religious... Um, gonna, oh, yeah. It's fact. It's truth, Right? which I get that. I get that standpoint. If you're a really religious person, um, the classic yin and yang, you know, good versus evil, that that shit exists. Um, Then, you know, a lot of people who are the naysayers are going to be people who don't really believe in maybe afterlife and don't believe in um, a higher being. And then I'm sure there's people in the gray, right? Yeah. Um, Well, where are you in that realm? Do you think, first of all, do you think this story's legit? Well, number one, and then two, On a broader range, demons and evil spirits, do you think those exist?
1: You know, I just, I don't think that this, I don't think that this particular story is a story of a real demon inhabiting somebody. I think our knowledge of mental health has come, like, it has exponentially grown in the last decade, let alone the last 50, 60, 70 years. Um, so that's where I'm at with that I think like now if this were to happen today and all this were to happen like we wouldn't know what signs to look for and if we could prove you know like none of this you know there wasn't self-mutilation there wasn't it was actual Latin and not gibberish things like that uh, then I would believe it could happen as far as like where I sit I definitely think I'm in the the gray area you know I think as a cryptid and a conspiracy Enthusiast I don't believe in most of them But I want to believe uh, And I think uh, There's a lot to be said for what we don't know And death is the great Unknown, you know Like we don't know right. what happens when no, you die No one knows,
0: no one and Everyone so we, has
1: their thoughts and beliefs But you, no one knows, you can't yeah. And I think there's enough argument that You know uh, like there, I don't know what it is, a lot of thermodynamics or whatever right like energy can't be created or uh, energy can't be created or destroyed it just transfers that's not the exact quote so sorry for all you who are smarter than me and actually know that law of thermodynamics but there's like all these studies that show that uh the neurons in your brain the electricity in your brain when we die it disappears and they don't know where it goes so the very fundamental energy that makes us who we are and life disappear. So could that go to another universe, a parallel universe, the the world we know today, and make us a ghost or whatever you want to call it? It could. Or maybe we just turn into a tree, you know, or a right. shitty bush.
0: Yeah, shitty bush where <laughs> yeah. a dog just pisses on it every day. Yeah, I mean, right? Reincarnation. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe um your your energy transfers and you're you're born again and um you keep being born until you get your life right who knows i think well, maybe creating, there's
1: one religion who's really got it on top like i think right. that's the least likely answer personally that there's one there was one group of people who got it 100% right they were like oh we got it all we figured this out we have been the best humans for thousands of years I think that's the, the least likely option, but it's a, it's, not, it's a non-zero chance. Yeah. Maybe David Koresh was the, the right guy to ask, but he's dead. so. Yeah. Maybe, um, there's a, maybe there's a cult out there who's like, there's only like 30 of them, but they're the ones. They figured it out. Possibly.
0: Possibly. Um, so for me, I agree. I don't think this story is legit. Um, I think it's been sessional. Sesh- why can't I say that word? Sin. Sationalized
1: yep, sensationalized by
0: um, you know there being a movie out and then linking to this one part I left out is that same author that was going around talking to neighbors and stuff he looked into never found any records at the Georgetown hospital that an exorcism even ever took place there um, so yeah I think this specific story is not an accurate thing um, demons demons I don't know, man. I I think I talked about this on a a episode once. Um, This happens to me every so often. Yeah. I totally talked about this Um, where I'll be laying in bed late at night and literally just the word demon pops in my head. And then I start thinking about demons and then it just won't go away. And I have two theories about that, right? Just my brain's being dumb. I'm tired and I'm just thinking everywhere or, Demons are real, and the demon put that thought in my head to think about the demon, to then bring you know me thinking about the demons, giving the demon yeah. energy it's going to bring it to life, and the demon's going to pull on my feet all night.
1: Yeah, the de- it's like it's like a demon equivalent of Grubhub, right? Like you start thinking, like, oh, I really want a burrito. You think burrito, you think how much you want a burrito, and then you manifest that want into order, like going on your app, Grubhub. You find a burrito spot and you order the the burrito. This demon is like demon he's like a demon and you're like demon oh no you're thinking about demons you're gonna go on your phone go to demon hub order a demon <laughs> like it's yeah i gotcha
0: yeah the last demon i ordered bro man customer service was great like he was mm-hmm. very good about what he did but he was late and he stayed too long i couldn't get sleep yeah i gave it i only him to pull
1: my feet for one night he pulled my feet for three months like uh true you know. story so um The house we both grew up in. So. I I would like to say before you even say anything, because I have no idea what you're going to say. I had like a lot of my, why I'm hesitant to say that ghosts might exist is because of weird things that have happened in that house. I agree.
0: They've been very subtle things. I make fun of you a lot because there's one night you got scared and you literally were was sleeping with a cross. But so these things happen and I always rationalize them as my brain playing tricks on me. But uh, at the house, right, I had the middle bedroom in the hallway um, when I was a teenager, like when I was like 16, 17, 18. Um, and I remember one night watching TV in the room and, you know, when so- you're on a bed and someone sits down next to you, you feel.
1: Shut up! Because hold up, because we've never—I've never told you this story. Shut up! Okay, tell me the story because I have—I think already an identical story to tell you, which is freaking. Oh,
0: what? I just got goosebumps, bro. Like this isn't just a bit, guys. Like I've never told Jonathan this because whatever. I I I kind of I just push it off as, as some something that my brain's just messing with me so yeah laying there and it's actually I remember because I would fall asleep and I still do this fall asleep with the tv on so I'd have my back I had my back to the tv and I was half awake and it felt like someone sat on the bed so I turned around and looked and there's no one there and it was really weird because like it felt like someone's weight sitting on the bed I'm like what the hell well a lot of times I would also sleep I like to sleep with my feet hanging out on the blankets That same room, probably like three, four, five different occurrences where I'm half asleep and it felt like someone, like, not like a tug, but it's like if you could imagine what it would feel like for air to be tugging on your feet, it's hard to explain, but it felt like some presence there, like touching my feet. And I would always get freaked out and pull my feet under the covers, but then the next day I'd be like, oh, I was probably just, I maybe. I don't know. Maybe the heater was on and air blew and I was
1: half awake. I don't know, but
0: I don't know if it's real. That stuff happened
1: though. Yeah, man. I really, I got goosebumps because, (laughs) um, I was the only, so for context for the, I mean, most of you probably know, but I'm younger than my brother by about 10 years and the rest of my brothers, you know, um, he, me and Jacob are closest in age. So I lived by myself at home with my parents for, Quite a while, almost like an only child, while they were all out of the house. Um, but one time we were painting my room, and I uh, I was in the very back of the house, and so for about a month uh, I was in the middle room where Jacob used to sleep, or our other brother used to sleep, and um, with my own bed, uh, which I think is important to this story because the same thing happened. I was Jacob had a TV in his room, I never did. I was super stoked to have a TV. Yeah, that was so awesome. I'm, I'm flicking TV. through the channels, um, middle of the day, and I am fully aw- fully awake, and I see the corner of the bed go down, like someone is. No sitting way! On the You've bed. never told me that story. And it feels like someone's sitting on the bed, and my yeah. first thought is like, "We're just gonna turn the TV off, and we're gonna <laughs> leave the bedroom." Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I had to like walk past the corner of the bed, right, to get out the door. The way the bed was set up is like you walk in the door, immediately to your left is uh, is the bed I was sitting on. So I turn the TV off, I stand up, I put the remote down uh, next to the spot that's like all the way down, push the corner that's all, all the way down, and the TV gets turned back on and i said goodbye and i closed i and i said like out loud goodbye (laughs) and i closed (laughs) i closed the door behind me and i went into our uh like we have like a patio and i was just out there on my phone i was like i'm not dealing with this dang i I didn't know that and so uh that probably happened to me when i was about 17 um yeah, junior year or high school. That's weird 56, that it was 17. in the
0: same room. You never – because you, you told me a couple of stories when you were in the back room, but never that room. So yeah. one other story about me. So I um, remember at one point, we, because of our ages, you were like 2 or 3. I was like 12 or 13. We shared that back room, right, and we had a bunk bed. And I had this um, – just like most kids my age in the 90s, I was a Chicago Bulls fan. I had the Chicago Bulls lamp where um, the, the bulb was beneath this like this glass that had the Bulls logo. So when the light was on, it was like kind of an orange-red color hue. Yeah. Um, and I remember leaving my bedroom and the light was off, right? And literally, uh, mom and dad was watching TV. Um, I don't know where the hell you were. You're probably – there's some big lion you like to play on, big stuff lion. You're probably – you know, per- perusing sure. on that,
1: per- um, perusing on the <laughs> supply.
0: Yeah, uh, um, I go back to the room and the light was on. And I know sometimes I forget things, and but I knew I
1: turned the light off because mom and dad would get annoyed at me that I would leave it uh, on. There's a lot of times I remember in that ba- in the in my room where I knew I turned the light off, and it was always on when I came back in the room. Uh, it probably happened on like a weekly basis, and I was just like, "Well, I'm forgetful." but there were times where I knew for a fact I turned it off and I came back and it had been flipped back up and I was just like, whatever, the light's on. That's all we're talking about. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Right. Interesting. Well, I think that's um, weird.
1: Cause we've never talked about this. So we've never,
0: there was just one time where I remember telling you when we were in separate rooms. So you were probably, <clears throat> you were probably like seven or eight. I remember messing with you saying, uh, Oh man, be careful. They're going to grab your feet at night. And then that was the night, you got scared and had the cross in your bed because i messed with you. So that is weird because we never shared that. Uh, This is going to make me want to talk more about uh, ghost stuff on the podcast. Last thing before we go, not really related, but this just went in my memory when we were talking about the rooms. How about that one time? I don't know if I was living there or not. Um, I went out drinking in Fremont and I think at coaches or something, right? outside the restaurant i got ripped i was so ripped that night um outside of the bar they had this like tall like probably like three foot tall metal sign and it was promoting the nfl sunday ticket and i was drunk as hell and i stole it i took it from the bar and then of course because i'm like super nice guy i bring it in the house super drunk mom's like what are you doing i'm like don't worry about it don't worry about it I, you're sleeping in bed i go back to your room turn your light on i just plant the sign on top of you and i just leave
1: yeah i remember that, you know that? and i yeah. i remember the next day waking up and going to mom and be like what am i supposed to do with this <laughs> she was like what jacob i was like too young i didn't know you were like i probably knew you had been drinking but i didn't i didn't know what being drunk meant right yeah. and uh I was like, uh, it was weird, but whatever. I was like, whatever. Uh,
0: <laughs> good, times. good times. Well, uh, go ahead and share uh, your ghost stories with us. Maybe, um, we could talk about it on the podcast, um, slide into our DMS, Instagram, uh, craft cryptos would be the best spot. Um, love chatting with y'all in there. Um, we've had a few people messaging us and just, you know, chatting about random shit. So come over, shoot the shit with us, send us some messages and, uh, Tell us your ghost stories, man. Uh, that's all we got for you today. Thanks for uh, coming by and uh, keep on craft Krypton in the free world. Cheers, y'all. Later.
1: Bigfoot is blurry, that's the problem. It's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me. Because there's a large out-of-focus monster roaming the countryside. Run, he's fuzzy. Get out of here. Gotta go.